0: Who is a New Yorker? And I just say, you have to be here seven years. And once you hit your seven-year mark, you're knighted with a hot dog.
1: I love that <laughs> so of, much. each
0: of your shoulders. And you're given an honorary everything bagel and you go on your merry way being a local New Yorker.
1: Welcome back to NYC Local Guides. I am your host, Jennifer O'Brien, and I interview New Yorkers from creatives to CEOs and everyone in between. For more NYC resources like eBooks and videos, visit nyclocalguides.com. If you've ever wondered what it takes to be a New Yorker or just want to hear some crazy stories, keep listening. This is a Brooklyn-bound two express train. The next stop is I'm sitting down with one of my favorite New Yorkers who also you host your own daily show on Facebook Live, and you do so many amazing things to share the culture, the history of New York and other spots all around the world. So tell me more. Do you identify yourself as a New Yorker?
0: Well, first of all, thank you so much for inviting me to this podcast. And yes, I do identify myself as a New Yorker. I was raised here ever since I was four months old in Jackson Heights, Queens, and since then, in the past three years, I've been running Urbanists. I've made over 600 videos of New York City alone.
1: That's huge. Yeah. That is so huge. I love that. And you really dig into the culture, the history, you know, all the details, all the fun facts that so many people don't even realize about New York. So let's dig into first the identity, the meaning of New Yorker. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it because... Um, there are a couple of different words that people use. New Yorker, native, local. Do you, by any chance, have any thoughts on the differences between what people call a New Yorker versus a native versus a local? You technically weren't born here. So do you consider yourself a native, for example?
0: Yeah, that's a tough question because I think people take identifying with the city too seriously sometimes. I agree. (laughs) Uh, Especially nowadays, everyone's so transient. So people are moving to different cities very easily. I would say, yes, I'm a native because I was raised here since a very, very early age. And that does lend to a different experience of New York than being someone who came here after their 20s. Yes, definitely. Um, And why I would say local, local, I think, is just if you're here for a certain amount of time and just know stuff about the city, you can be a local easily.
1: I agree. I think that I define it as native, usually as someone who's born here. But I feel like in your case, you're also a native because it was, you know, four months does not make a very big difference at all. And then local as someone who's inhabiting and living here in New York, they can be coming from somewhere else. But they've made that choice to live here to be a part of the city. And... A lot of people also, one of, one of my next questions is definitely the number of years. Some people obsess about this. I actually,
0: <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, uh, it's funny. I, I, I love saying just the arbitrary number that I just made up on the spot whenever I do my show. Because people are very, uh, sometimes very concerned about this question. Uh, yeah. Who is a New Yorker? And I just say you have to be here seven years. <laughs> and once you hit your seven-year mark, you're knighted with a hot dog.
1: I love on that so of, much.
0: Each of your shoulders, and you're given an honorary everything bagel, and you go on your merry way, being a local New Yorker. However, I do that just for for to to make a little bit of fun. But I think I think um, it's funny because I know people who've been here for years, for five, six, ten years, and still haven't visited Queens.
1: Yes, that's a very <laughs> good point. No,
0: or any other borough like Staten Island mm-hmm. or the Bronx.
1: Yes, I feel like there's this weird discrepancy between sometimes the natives are not the best people to recommend places to go, things to do, all the boroughs.
0: That that is a very interesting point. Because what I learned making videos in New York City is that the recommendations of a local, someone of a local who's not a professional storyteller or professional um, guide to New York, isn't going to always give you the best recommendations because they give you their local recommendations. Like uh, they tell you to go into this, maybe a little bar in, in Bushwick, Brooklyn, but they don't tell you to go to Statue of Liberty because that's a touristy thing to do. Yes. But the Statue of Liberty is probably one of the highlights of most people's trips to New York.
1: Absolutely. So that, that's
0: the tricky thing about being a local, quote unquote, in New York.
1: I totally agree with that. And I definitely struggle with that myself. When I f- first started, I was trying to figure out, OK, what do I cover as a someone who lives here in New York and wants to share my version of New York? It is so easy for me to create a Williamsburg guide, a food guide in Williamsburg, all that stuff because that's where I live and that's where I know even better than, you know, any other area because I live there. I know it so well and I've lived there for many years, whereas... I feel like I always want to be constantly visiting. Like I have a friend in the Bronx who's been, you know, showing me their neighborhood. And I want to make sure that I am representing other areas. So I think it's, it's helpful to lean on locals in different areas who can specialize in that area. But you do, as a host, have to share a little bit of other areas as well.
0: Yeah, for it's context, I've, I've been into New York City history for about like six years. Like in-depth New York City history. I've always been the nerd about history since I was very little. But I took it seriously about six years because I just got obsessed with learning New York City history because I wanted to impress a girl I was dating at the time.
1: I love it. That's so great. Oh, <laughs> yeah. What a this, fun uh, story. This, Tell us more. This,
0: this woman, uh, she came from Minnesota and she told me that she was so blown away by the beauty of New York and going out with her. I was like, oh, wow. What if I knew all the history of New York and told it to her? We would have amazing dates. Uh, and, And thus I did. I just binged all the podcasts I could about New York City history. Yeah. But the thing that blew me away after that and doing videos for three years, over 600 of them in New York, I ended up realizing that it's impossible to know all of New York.
1: I agree. It's, that's the thing that <laughs> yeah. we will never fully, even no matter how many things we read and, and re- research, I love that you, for example, whenever you're going to somewhere new, you, you have piles of books. You're like, okay, I'm just going to read the whole history yeah. of all these different things for Rome or wherever you're going. And I know you do that for New York as well. I think that's so great to help you prepare. But yeah, not a lot of people do that. So it is good to sort of like mention that. And tell me more about the podcasts. You have a couple of favorite New York City podcasts.
0: Yeah, yeah. what should we listen to? Well, check out my Urbanist podcast.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: (laughs) So I I make my own podcast about New York City experiences. But the ones I really learned from, it was the Bowery Boys.
1: Yes, I love them. They're so good.
0: They're so good because they really go into different aspects of New York. And the interesting thing about the Bowery Boys is that they were also, um, what's the good name for people who come into a city? Uh, Transplants. That's what people call them. So yes. when someone comes from another area of the U.S. and stays here, they're a transplant. And these guys are transplants. I think they moved in their mid-20s around there, maybe a little bit later. Cool. And they started getting in-depth into New York City history. And that really inspired me that anyone, this city is accessible to anyone, tourists, local, native alike.
1: Agreed. So just to give sort of the hope out there to the people that are like, oh, I wasn't born in New York. I can never be a New Yorker. That kind of is a good point. You can come here, do your research, and just get to know the city through through that. Like,
0: so yeah. one of the craziest things, especially when learning about history, is that there is no real New Yorker. Yes. everyone's from somewhere else. This is this is not like, uh, say, uh, Rome, where almost every where the true Romans are the people who are Italians for generations. No, here we have Italians, we have Germans, we have Irish, we have Hispanics, we have everyone. And they, after a few decades, might become New Yorkers, quote unquote. But even then, people, when they think about a stereotypical Brooklyn accent, they're they're thinking about the Italian accent. Or when they're thinking about, you know, the stereotypical New York slang, they might be thinking about Yiddish Someone saying, oh, you're a schlep. Or, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, Yiddish uh, slangers. you a schmuck. Or, or schmuck, yeah.
1: Or schlep that over here. <laughs>
0: which which is always mentioned in shows like Seifeld. So That's they're seeing kind point. of the Jewish New Yorker. And then you have like uh, what people might think New Yorkers are now today. Like people like Lin-Manuel Miranda, who is a Puerto Rican New Yorker. And that is a different experience. Or like reggaeton. Some reggaeton bands are like from New York. And the, you have a different experience in New York. So I think... Being a New Yorker means that you're from somewhere else. Usually.
1: I love that. There are,
0: there are a few like ones that have been here for generations, but they're very, very few and, and far between.
1: Yes. Yeah. I totally agree. And I think that's such a good point. I mean... I, I read somewhere that the only way, the only people that are actually native New Yorkers are the Native Americans that were originally here, and there's not many, unfortunately, left.
0: No, there, there, yeah. there, there isn't any uh, Lenape Native Americans left in New York City, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah.
1: Yeah, unfortunately. So it, there really are no natives. In,
0: and then in the sense. Dutch came. Yeah. And the crazy thing is that a lot of people think that this New York New culture, Amsterdam. yeah. Uh, the the pizza, the donuts, the the hot dog, all those come from different people groups. So the I like do-
1: that. that's a good point. The yes. donut
0: comes from the Dutch. The pizza comes from Italian Americans, and the hot dog comes from German Americans. So right there, you got like a whole uh, array of different cultures coming together, bringing their own food into this place and becoming a New Yorker. So I think if you want to become a true New Yorker, for anyone who's coming abroad, to not imitate what's already here, to not try to do the already New Yorker thing, but to actually bring something in from your area and make it New York.
1: I love that so much. This is like such a eureka moment. I think you're so spot on right there. That is that is it. Okay, end the podcast. End we the might po- as well. <laughs> we don't need any more stories. You got it. <laughs> Boom.
0: <laughs> well, even then, uh, like, I, I'm not the end-all be-all of, of that New Yorker experience. Because yeah. it's it's funnily enough, I'll be a, uh, honest with a few comments I get sometimes on YouTube. People don't think I'm a New Yorker. Because they have their pre-assumptions yes. of what a New Yorker is. A
1: lot of people yeah. ask me, they're like, but you're not a New Yorker because you don't have an accent. And I'm like... That a lot of people don't realize that that accent is to very specific areas and has really faded away over time. So, any thoughts on the accent?
0: Yeah, oh, on the accent? Oh, there's so many great accents out there. Um, the
1: stereotypical New York accent,
0: but people usually want that New York accent. Yes,
1: they really (laughs) give me some water. They do.
0: Um, I think that's just stereotype, I think that's there, it kind of has faded away. You still hear uh, it lingering around with, uh, Like a politician like Bernie Sanders, he still has that New York accent. Uh, However, it's changing and it's it's becoming something new, which we don't know quite yet.
1: I agree. I agree. So I don't
0: think you need to have an accent. You can have whatever accent. I think that's the beauty about New York because when I've been to other cities, it's a lot more homogeneous in many other major cities in the world. So there, there tends to be the same people. In those cities, maybe like a city like Helsinki or a city like Tokyo. But here in New York, the cool thing about New York, from my perspective, is that you can go to one neighborhood and see an Indian family, go to another neighborhood, have some Nepalese momos, go to the other neighborhood, have some dumplings, take the train, hang out with some Italian-Americans, and really experience the entire microcosm of the world in one entire city.
1: I totally agree with that. That is such a good point. That is totally one of the things I love about New York. And, you know, it really, it doesn't fit into a lot of stereotypes. But if we were to take a step back and some people have these stereotypes, what are some of the stereotypes you think of when you think of a New Yorker?
0: Yeah. Well, the the straightforwardness, that bluntness, that uh, give no Fs of what to do, uh, of who to be. Uh, I think that actually dates back to much farther back in history than we know of. Because if you think about it, New York is a city in America, but there's really no other city in America that has that type of personality. The southern U.S. stereotypical personality is much more polite, much more slower. There's no interruptions in speech. Uh, When you think about West Coast, you think about people being more relaxed and kind of chill. But that New Yorker personality, I think... Comes from the Dutch because if you notice, the Dutch are very uh, entrepreneurial, business-minded people. And if you ever go to Denmark, which uh, with uh, to yeah. Netherlands, which I hope to do so soon, yeah. but I met many Dutch over here in yes. the U.S. Uh, they are also very straightforward people. So I think that's the core New York personality: straightforwardness. And you have to learn it whenever you come to New York, because in order to be successful in New York. You have to be, get straight to the point. Yes. Ain't nobody got time to waste in New York City.
1: I agree. And yeah. what do you def So a lot of creatives come here. Do you feel like it's a city for creatives? And and how do you define success in this city where dreams are born and, and everyone comes here for that American dream, New York experience? Is it a city for creatives? Is it? T- tell me more about what you mean by success in
0: New York. Yeah, I think it is the, it is the city of creatives. Um, I think more so than any other city in the world currently because New York has that all, all these industries coming together. We have the music industry, we have movies, we have vlogs and YouTube. Uh, we also have Broadway, musical theater, uh, business, entrepreneurs, etc., etc., etc. The list goes on. And I think that, that's why New York is the center point to, to grow success in any realm.
1: I love that. And do you think there's a certain age that's like a magical age to come to New York? Because I, I actually have gotten that question before yeah. and I'm like, you know, is there a best time to move to New York?
0: If you're thinking about moving to New York, <laughs> the best age is now.
1: Oh, I like that a lot. That's a great point. I would yeah. say it's like, generally in your 20s, you can't go wrong. But there's no wrong answer to that.
0: There is no wrong answer to that. The yeah. cool, So yes, there are certain neighborhoods in New York City that are generally a age group. So if you are in Bushwick, almost everyone's going to be in their 20s and 30s. Maximum low 40s. If you go Park Slope, almost everyone's their late 30s, 40s. So there are... And Upper East Side, everyone's above 60.
1: Yep, yep. That's a good point. So <laughs> I lived there when I first moved here and we were just like, oh, there's no going out culture. <laughs> there there
0: it, No, no, there isn't. <laughs> but I think... Um, also depends on what age you want to feel. Mm-hmm. So if you are much older person of much older uh age and want to get into youth culture and kind of uh have business connections or be creative with people who are kind of at the leading edge of of uh culture maybe move into a a neighborhood like bushwick yeah but if you're a family or if you want to start a family or or you are a person who just wants a more quieter lifestyle park slope is your neighborhood so that's the cool thing about new york i think it, you could be whatever age; it really doesn't matter the age. All what matters a little bit more is the, the neighborhood you want to move in.
1: I like that. Yeah. No, that's a really good, really good way to answer that. Okay, so I want to do a little lightning round before we get into three experiences that helped you really identify as a New Yorker. So Ooh,
0: cool! I'm ready.
1: I I hope you're ready. I'm really excited. <laughs> I might throw in new questions as we go. It's it's go, Who knows what's gonna happen?
0: Awesome.
1: <laughs> Okay, so you know New York City so well, and a lot of people are constantly asking for recommendations, so I want to hear all your top recommendations. Let's start with favorite classic food in New York. Go.
0: Favorite classic food in New York is pizza.
1: Of course, I totally agree. Your favorite pizza place.
0: I knew you were going to say pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, of course. Favorite pizza place. Off the top of my head, Prince Street Pizza.
1: But there's such a line. Can we talk about that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was the lightning round.
1: <laughs> okay, you're right. You're right. No, but
0: it's, re- it's really good. I, I, I think it, despite the line, it's worth uh, going. Yeah. It's
1: also not New York style pizza.
0: It's Sicilian style pizza. Which is very New York.
1: Isn't it a little New- bit Detroit style?
0: Oh, ooh, you're getting to very tricky territory. Yes. So I would say technically not. Detroit style is not supposed to be a very not. thick piece of bread. Yeah. It's supposed to be very fluffy bread, oh. with the cheese spilling off to the sides. Okay, and you'll find that with places like Line Tigers and Squares, yes. and also Emily Square. Yes, yeah. that's
1: true. Okay, I'm so sorry. Let me get back to so that lightning. I round. would
0: say the the okay from my opinion yes. from my my professional opinion as a person who knows New York. Yes, is to go to Joe's Pizza for the quintessential New York City slice.
1: Perfect. I think that's like a great thank you. New York City slice. Cool. Okay. Okay, I'm sorry for leading the witness. Um,
0: <laughs> also, best pizza is the best pizza ever.
1: Obviously. You helped me find this. I haven't mm-hmm. had it in so long.
0: There's so many pizza places. There's we, so many Let's do ones. a part two just all pizzas. No. Can,
1: we, can we bring the podcast mics to the pizza places? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, we won't pick up all the noise of that, right? Exactly. <laughs> okay, so lightning round. Let's get back to it. Favorite dessert spot?
0: Oh, I would say Eileen's Special Cheesecakes.
1: Ooh.
0: Because we're talking about New York, so we got to talk about cheesecake. I love it. Yeah. So Eileen's Special Cheesecakes, located in Soho, has the best cheesecakes in the entire galaxy.
1: Oh, wow. That's 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 a lot of pressure. I
0: wouldn't presume that's the best in the universe because I haven't been to all the galaxies in the world. Ooh. <laughs> but it is really good.
1: Amazing. Okay. Thank you for having an answer. I love it. And you brought me to Junior's for the first time for that cheesecake.
0: Ju- uh, Another yeah. great one. I would put it up there with the best cheesecakes. Awesome. I think there's only two great cheesecakes, is Eileen's and Junior's. Perfect. Yeah.
1: So good. And then your favorite ice cream.
0: Favorite ice cream? Oh, that's a great question. For me, I prefer Van Leeuwen.
1: Oh, I it's love not, Van Leeuwen. It's not classic favorite.
0: by no means, but it's uh amazing vegan ice cream.
1: They have really yeah. great vegan options. I completely agree, and I love the cocoa nibs on top. That crunch, so good.
0: But nothing can beat also a great uh, ice cream cone from Mister Softy.
1: I knew you were gonna say that.
0: A real Mister Softy. You truck. mentioned that, not the recently. fake ones.
1: I so that's so interesting to me that that is for you is quintessential New York. Explain that to me. For people who don't understand what this ice cream truck is, maybe they're not from anywhere in America. Where what well, is this
0: ice cream truck? Uh, there's a it appears in a whole yeah. lot of other cities around That's the world. That's true. That's true. Oh no, just Mr. Softy with the little um, jingle it has, uh, okay. and the fact that it goes all around all the neighborhoods. Oh no, just it's just a great experience to totally. buy ice cream, especially when it's 90 degrees out. It's already melting in your hand. Yeah. I think it's the perfect way to spend in New York City afternoon
1: i love that favorite hot chocolate
0: oh favorite hot chocolate that is not typical new york okay that i would have to go to rome i just selfishly want to know <laughs> <laughs> so in rome no not no but i love would say
1: italian hot chocolate
0: best best hot chocolate in new york would be blue stripes
1: tell me more so blue, blue
0: stripes. stripes is opened by max brenner the guy who opened max brenner that's not his real name but Max Brenner was bought out by a huge corporation a few years ago. So he reopened his own new chocolate shop, completely owned by him, with awesome chocolate. And they make really great wild chocolate. So they buy single-origin chocolate, and they boil it right in front of you, and you have the best hot chocolate in the world.
1: Oh, my God. We're, we're going there right after this. Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Um, so favorite hidden gem could be anything.
0: Oh, wow. And you know so many good ones. There's so many great ones, but...
1: You can say a couple.
0: The thing... Okay, I'll give you three. The one thing I love, go to Herald Square, right in front of the huge Macy's. Look up at the huge monument in Herald Square, and you'll see, especially at night, owls whose eyes glow green at night.
1: I love that. I love your owl video. So good.
0: Yeah. Check out that video for the full history. Uh the number 2 would be for hidden gems, something that almost no one knows. Oh, that's a great question. Um Ooh. There's so many out there. Tell me tell me a neighborhood.
1: Ooh, good idea. Uh Soho.
0: Soho. Ooh, yeah, Soho you can go to the Earth Room, which is a secret uh art exhibition. Where you have to ring a mysterious doorbell. And once you r- ring that mysterious doorbell, they'll just let you in. And it's just a room filled with earth.
1: Dirt, right? D- with dirt. Okay.
0: <laughs> but it's an art piece that has been there since the 19, uh, I think 1970s or 1980s.
1: Interesting. Only in New York would this be a thing.
0: Okay. So one more neighborhood. Yes. Go.
1: Uh, ooh. Jackson Heights.
0: Oh, Jackson Heights, Queens. Yeah. Yeah. There, There's so many awesome places there. I would say for a hidden gem in Jackson Heights, Queens, go to the Bangladeshi sweets places. Ooh. Uh, I think one of them is called Raj Sweets. And they sell, I don't even know how to pronounce the name, but they sell these little things that are kind of in crunchy uh, shell. Stuffed with the last sweet little kind of custardy thing. And they do like four different sauces, red, green, white, and another different color. Yellow. And they all look... It looks like you're eating a rainbow. And it tastes really good. It's like sweet and savory at the same time. Something very unique. Mind blown. I
1: need to get this. Okay.
0: And just to quickly add to that. Yeah. Another cool thing about New York is that you can travel across the world by just taking a train. So right now, I probably won't be going to Bangladesh in the near future. I want to go at some point. But I won't go like in the next few months. So... Until then, I'll have those suites over there uh, right by Jackson Heights.
1: I love that. Totally agree. Okay. Favorite museum?
0: Favorite museum? Ooh. There's so many, but the Met. Specifically, the Temple of Dendur.
1: I agree on both ends. Love it so much. Love Egyptian art. It's a must.
0: Specifically, after 7 p.m. on a Friday. Yes. When it's already night. Yeah.
1: Ooh, I like that. And it's a little bit eerie and like well lit. Oh, yeah. It's so beautiful. I also had the wonderful experience of going when it was empty Met. So it was oh, yeah. in the morning before it officially opened, a small group of photographers through the whole Met. I, it was like one of the coolest experiences I've ever had. Mm-hmm. And just having the the museum exhibit, halls, areas, almost all to yourself, is just so wonderful. So I agree. Finding that time when there's less people goes a long way there and uh, everywhere.
0: Yeah. 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 Going to the museums at night is the best.
1: That's awesome. And then favorite public piece of art?
0: Public plea. Oh, yeah. So in Times Square, around 47th Street, go and you'll see some subway grates. Yes. And you'll hear a mysterious hum. And that hum sounds rather eerie. And no other subway grates produces this hum. It's because those subway grates are not real. It's an art installation installed in 1977 by Max Newhouse. And it it's is been so hum- subtle. It's been humming ever since.
1: I love it. So don't
0: worry, it's not Cthulhu coming from <laughs> deep underground.
1: <laughs> so good. I thought you were going to say. Or
0: Plurfield. <laughs>
1: yes. I thought you were going to say the Lichtenstein when you said Times Square. Oh,
0: yeah. Because that's I also another love one that. that
1: you told me about mm-hmm. that I didn't know existed in a subway. Just crazy.
0: Well, cool thing is in the subway, every single subway station, they have their own unique tile art specifically the older lines, so all the red lines and all the green lines, go to each station and see the tile work. And according to where it's located, they'll have different aspects of the place. I love that. So in uh, Lincoln Square, they have like uh, tiles of opera singers. Yes. And in in, uh, Columbus Circle, they have tiles of the Nina, Pinta, and Santa Maria. Which is uh, what Columbus sailed with. Yes,
1: absolutely. No, I love one of my favorite subway stations is the American Museum of Natural History. Oh, yeah. yeah. So beautiful. They have a whale. They have beautiful ocean-like tiles. Such a good point that each subway station has its own character and it's in the tiles and everything. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. Okay, so do you have a favorite subway station?
0: Right now it has been 72nd Street on the C, uh, C and B line. Uh, Because they recently remade it with the mosaic of John Lennon.
1: Ooh, I still have... I don't think I've seen it. Because I've... When did they make this?
0: Uh, It's only been like uh, less than a year.
1: Okay. I haven't seen it then. It's beautiful.
0: Gorgeous. Wow. I used to live up there.
1: What's your favorite neighborhood?
0: Oh, wow. Turning the tables, are we? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My favorite neighborhood... I would say the neighborhood I enjoy the most going is... By far, Nolita. Because Nolita is so beautiful and it's a tiny little neighborhood, but they just have amazing food. Uh, there's great mì sandwiches at ba, uh, mì Saigon. There's great um, drinks at, I actually forgot the name of the place, but there's a great uh, cocktail bar as well, uh, as well as there. There's also Prince Street Pizza. There's a bunch of places. So I love Nolita.
1: Amazing. Yeah. Favorite bar?
0: Favorite bar in New York City, I would say, is Angel Share, which was one of the first speakeasies, modern speakeasies in New York.
1: Yes. And I was going to ask next, what's your favorite speakeasy? But you hit two with one. And then did you, side note just to you, I think there's a new Angel Share in Brooklyn somewhere.
0: Oh, that's good news. Check it out.
1: Someone just told me today. Random side note. Um,
0: I think it's also the coolest speakeasy to go to Why? because it's inside a Dingy Japanese um, food place. Yeah. So like the it's not like fancy Japanese. It's kind of like the fried Japanese um, food that you would have at a lower end place. Yeah. And the door says employees only. And there we go. It's a beautiful bar inside.
1: Yes. I remember the first time going there and I was in college and I was like still new to so many bars and things because drinking age here is 21. It was one of my first bar experiences. They Someone took me and we go and we see this, you know, unfold of a speakeasy and we're like, whoa, mm-hmm. so cool.
0: It's also a great place to take someone on a date. Good point. So one time I took someone to that restaurant first and we had kind of like those fried cakes and those like octopus and all that stuff octopus balls Wow! and it was awesome food um and then i said hey you want to go to a speakeasy and i told her hey just fair warning we gotta walk a little bit
1: i love that That's so funny.
0: (laughs) And she was like, oh, yeah, she was totally down.
1: (laughs) What if she's wearing heels?
0: (laughs) She was wearing heels, but but I I, I kind of intoned that it was only going to be maximum like 10 minutes.
1: Oh, good call. Good call.
0: Uh, But she was totally down. And and I was like, okay, let's go. And I just pointed to the door, and there we go. We just went inside.
1: That is so smart. it blew blew
0: her away because we were eating at a restaurant for all that time, and she had no idea. I love that.
1: That's so great. I. I, I'm so glad. And I think uh, another, another random speakeasy, I was at the Five Guys and uh, yes, yeah, that, that one. one yeah. We, we, we were constantly wondering, why are there so many people dressed <laughs> up, like walking past the food? What's happening here? And we finally, someone told us that, oh, there's a speakeasy upstairs. One of my other favorites. It's mm-hmm. great. So great. Okay. So inspired by you, who is your favorite New Yorker?
0: Who's my favorite New Yorker? That is an excellent question. There's so many different New Yorkers out there, but I would say right now Lin-Manuel Miranda because he made one of my favorite, two of my favorite New York musicals, uh, one of them being In the Heights, which captured my own experience as a Puerto Rican American. uh, And then the other one being uh, Hamilton, which is about kind of one of the coolest founding fathers who were also a New Yorker, who was also a New Yorker.
1: Awesome. So tell me, okay, so I think... I'm going to need to research more, figure out more for the lightning round, but I think this was so fun. I want to do this more. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. And then uh, tell me more about your experience. Puerto Rican, New York, what does that mean to be that identity?
0: Yeah, so we call it New Yorecan.
1: Ooh, I love it. So we already
0: have a name for it because Puerto Ricans have been coming here since the 1940s, hence the Broadway musical West Side Story and then the movie.
1: Yes, and which Uh, areas have Puerto Ricans concentrated in New York?
0: So, back in West Side Story Times, which was the 1950s, it was around modern day Lincoln Center. Before it was called Lincoln Center, it was called San Juan Hill.
1: I did not know that.
0: Okay. Yeah. Cool. But they built Lincoln Center, so all the Puerto Ricans were displaced and had to move to other neighborhoods. Also, the Italian Americans that were there as well. And that's why there's a lot of Italian Ricans here in New York City. Yes. Uh, but uh, Puerto Ricans end up going mostly to Spanish Harlem and then later on to the South Bronx. When I grew up in Jackson Heights, I was one of the very few Puerto Ricans there. Basically, the only Puerto Rican there. But I was amongst like a lot of Dominicans, a lot of Ecuadorians, and Colombians. So, growing up as a Puerto Rican New Yorker, uh, New Yorkers New almost have their own identity. Because you're not quite Puerto Rican. Because um, a lot of New Yorkers don't actually go to the island too much. I was an exception. I would go two or three times a year. Uh, because my family worked in... Uh, in pu- in public school. So they had a lot of vacation time. Awesome. Uh, but also the culture is, I think, a little bit different. Yeah. So I think... I I don't have too much to say about New I uh, All I know is that I grew up listening to salsa music. And I relate deeply to salsa music. Because to me, I think that's also another quintessential New York music. Because salsa was born here in New York. But also... I can easily as feel like I'm in my childhood by listening to Bangra, which is uh, Indian dance music. I because that. I grew up in Jackson Heights. And in Jackson Heights, when I would get off the subway, I would constantly hear Bangra blasting off the storefronts.
1: So, as you mentioned, such a multicultural experience here in New York. It's amazing. Yeah. Do you have any favorite places to dance in New York City?
0: Dance? Well, I don't do so much dancing personally. Um Yeah, yeah, I don't do dancing personally, so I don't know where to go, but I would recommend people going to shows and seeing like the New York ballet, which you can and get rush tickets for. I love
1: that. That's so great. Okay, so now we can sort of, you know, we've we've done the lightning round to put you on the spot. Now I want to know more about your experiences, three experiences that helped you really fully identify with being a New Yorker. You know, you had this Maybe it's a bad moment, a good moment, whatever it was, a thing that happened to you, something that you experienced that you were like, at the end of this, it's like, wow, this is part of being a New Yorker. And that, you know, it's just part of, for me, it's very unfortunately connected to like cockroaches and things like that. But I'm so excited to hear where, where you take this. It could be anything. Three experiences. I'd love to hear it.
0: Okay, I'll, I'll be very vulnerable for a second.
1: Oh, thank you. And
0: uh, about a little bit more than a year ago, about two years ago, I was, uh, I just had a terrible day and things weren't going my way. And I felt like things weren't going my way for a few months and I just broke down and started crying. I had to go to a pro- somewhere private so I can just like let it out because I didn't want to do it in public. And in New York, people are sometimes not afraid of crying in public. I've seen it many times. I've done it
1: myself. Uh, Absolutely. So
0: I went to like a food hall and in in the Gansevoort food hall in in Flatiron and went to the bathroom over there. And as I was, uh, you know, just wallowing in my sadness, I looked down at the graffiti on the wall of the bathroom and it says, don't worry, you're not the only one crying.
1: I love that. that is so New
0: York (laughs) it was written in graffiti and it just made me crack up while I was uh, tearing up (laughs) and it made me feel the reason it made me feel that this is quintessential New York is because I felt like I wasn't alone because even in the city of 8 million people you can either find your aloneness amongst the chaos of people but you can also find a friend very quickly even if that friend might be vicariously through a piece of graffiti.
1: Wow, that is yeah. so touching, and I totally agree. I think this is a unique city where you can feel lonely at the same time as living in a, such a large city. But you bring up such a good point. I, I I can't believe this graffiti. This is mind blowing. Yeah. Wow.
0: I actually took a photo of it. So amazing. <laughs> You'll post it one day. Yes. <laughs> um, absolutely. So cool. So another experience would be... That's a great question. Something that defined me as a New Yorker. I would say watching In the Heights for the first time, the Broadway musical. Uh, Because it's easy in New York to feel like you don't belong to any culture. Because growing up as a Puerto Rican American, I felt like, I'm not quite American, Because, you know, I don't hang out in the suburbs with uh, uh, people who have been American for generations. Uh, I don't really... I'm not into, like, punk rock. (laughs) Or, like, typical American things that people were into. But at the same time, my America was not that America. When people say that America is, to be very blunt, filled with a bunch of white people. (laughs) It doesn't feel that way to me. Because I actually grew up in the neighborhood where... There wasn't really anyone who was a white American. Everyone was from somewhere else. Uh, it was mostly filled with Hispanics. And there was a few Haitians and a few people that were African-American. But I grew up in a very multicultural area. So to me, that is America. And to uh, put it down a little bit closer, that is New York. So when I saw In the Heights and seeing a story about Hispanics, mostly Hispanics, who weren't gang members or drug dealers or not committing crime or violence it was just a simple story about someone who is raising money to go to college and let alone mixing hip-hop salsa and broadway show tunes salsa typical new york hip-hop typical new york born in the bronx and also broadway show tunes born in new york combining these three different realms of New York into one explosive, amazing show. That's the moment I felt like my New York was validated.
1: Wow. I am sad to say I have not seen it yet, but I need to see it.
0: Well, the movie is coming out this summer.
1: Okay, perfect. Awesome. And is the show still on?
0: That's when you'll have Lin-Manuel Miranda on your show. Perfect.
1: Yay! Is is the Broadway show still open? No,
0: no, unfortunately not. Only ran for like two years. Yeah,
1: no, they they rotate. Okay, so need to go to that movie immediately. Awesome. Okay, and then your third, and you know, or
0: third one. Ooh, that's a great question. Defining experience of New York. The third and final one. Yes. Um, you know what? I would say to me is. Simply looking at the skyline, especially from the Williamsburg waterfront, because it's easy to kind of get lost in the chaos of the city and feel like the city is too big for one individual, and it is. It is impossible to know the entire city. But when you're sitting, when I have sat at the Williamsburg waterfront on those beautiful benches, looking at the Midtown Manhattan skyline. Hearing the quiet rumble of the city from that distance. There's a certain amount of peace. You end up realizing that sometimes we live in our own tiny little bubble. In New York, since it's a very go, 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 go city. It's a city of a lot of hustle, a lot of movement forward, a lot of making your dreams come true. It's easy to get lost in your own life. It's easy to get lost in the madness of what happens on the individual level. But when I've sat in the Williamsburg waterfront, I felt like that weight was lifted off my shoulders. And I felt like, just like in the bathroom, I'm not alone.
1: I love that. Wow. What a beautiful note to end on. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Where can people find you and follow
0: you? Yeah, of course. So check out my Facebook Live show, facebook.com slash Urbanist Live. Urbanist History of Cities on YouTube and Urbanist Live on Instagram. And I also do personal writings on the Ariel Vieira on Instagram.
1: I love that. Wonderful. Thank you so much. I, I'm, I'm so excited. This is, I'm so glad we're doing this podcast because you are one of my favorite New Yorkers. Seriously. oh, So many good notes. I just I, you, you said it all.
0: Thank wow. you so much for inviting me.
1: Anytime. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, please subscribe, rate and review this podcast. For more NYC resources like ebooks and videos, visit nyclocalguides.com.
0: Stand clear of the closing doors, please.